Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. April 14th. 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Dark and gloomy Wednesday. I think there's going to be rain today. Temperature is going to be mostly like in the high in the 60s for the next little bit. So that's interesting. But uh, so I don't uh, just if it starts pouring, you know, give yourself extra time, whatever. Roush, how are you on this Wednesday morning? I think I'm doing a little bit better than you. Yeah, so uh, it's we'll just get it out of the way now. Uh, uh, no, no, we we can we don't need to we can we only let this marinate a little bit. This is something that should be discussed at length um, because the walking boot is back. The yeah, it is. Um, it's I, I turned my ankle just doing an appraisal, just stepping in a hole. Uh, didn't think it didn't hurt at all. Didn't think anything of it would have never in a million years think that it would hurt. Uh, but when I started to go to bed last night, started to kind of like be like, Oh, huh. ankles a little tight. I even did a, a, a Pelotron because it just felt fine. Um, and then woke up at like one thirty and just, Oh, it wasn't, wasn't good. And it's swollen like a balloon. Um, so it hurts. It's it's in uh, the ankle is has been turned, turned all the way. Man, yeah. But when I at one thirty, I did take medicine, so it actually feels better than it did then, just because I think the medicine's working. But did uh, Hannah have to crush it up and put it in yogurt for you? No, she didn't even she didn't do anything. Oh wow. Yeah, which That's... I get it. She's like waking up in the middle of the night and going throwing up like every other night, but. I, but, but what about yeah, me? Yeah, but sickness and in health. You know, you're sick too. You walked wrong and now you have a hurt ankle. I like, I, I, the only, the only criticism would be like, I, I could have really used some ice last night. I think that I didn't do any ice. I'm doing it now, but, and gotcha. there was no way I was going to be able to walk downstairs. No chance. Uh, but I, I ventured down this morning. I was able to make it got the ice and kept it elevated all night. I was able to do that, but yeah, so that, that was weird. Uh, but the, the most right Justin's ever been is that your body just shuts down when you're 30. So yeah, uh, that's can't walk it, it, anymore. I'm just a little over a month into it and I am fully baptized in this, in my new reality, Roush of my body being even more glass than it already was. And the thing too, TJ, that I, I, I do genuinely feel bad because I feel like, this is an injury that when you get older, you need some sort of unusual circumstances for such a thing to occur, whether it's under the influence of alcohol or you're playing basketball and it's a way for your body to say, Hey, you shouldn't be playing basketball anymore. You're too old for this. You were just walking and stepped in a hole. It, so it was, I guess it was a, it was a very hidden sinkhole and this the whole this whole person's it was their side yard their whole side yard was just kind of uh overgrown 
overgrown but just soft like the 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 soil was soft and so this one like it it uh i was like oh man i'm i'm lucky i i was happy that i didn't step in it kind of the wrong way because i was like oh that could have been dangerous but i guess apparently i did um and i was lucky i like i, I you know for the amount of basketball i played growing up like ankles were never really an issue for me um mm. like i had let's see one time kind of like sprained my wrist i've obviously in college broke my hand a couple times uh as we've talked about it, and i don't know what the i don't know if this is the official name but the oshkin uh the the knee thing in kids that, that oh kids yeah get. yeah I had slaughter. Yep. yeah i had that so that wasn't but ankles were fine and i felt like in and this is what scares me here a little bit roush is the people that did have ankle issues in basketball like growing up they like notoriously had them like once you know you turn your ankle you're more susceptible to turn it again and again and again so I hope this I think my new reality just being old is that I'm just it's going to be different instances of being in pain and different instances of being in pain. Well, the good news is the fine folks of Hurstbourne have prevented you from breaking your foot at a top golf anytime soon. So that's true. We can thank them for their services. Now you only have yourself to blame. So welcome to this new hell that is 30. Yeah, not uh, not not ideal. Like I've got to, I've got to figure out what I'm gonna. I, I, the the thing is, the thing I've learned, and maybe if there's any doctors out there, is that like I can actually kind of walk okay, just because I can stand. If I'm just standing straight, it's fine. It's literally if I just have like any lean in my ankle one way or another, Roush, that like it feels it almost feels like something just needs to like pop and that kind of scares me oh yeah that that doesn't sound good is it right or left it's my left ankle okay good so driving still could be gucci that's good to hear oh yeah i uh, didn't th- I, I didn't think of that good point yeah yeah that would be the the one where it'd be really tough but no you know i'm, I'm sure there's it's just one of those things time ice it'll be okay in no time uh the abc's too once you do this ice for a little while where you kind of loosen the ankle up going up down side to side uh that's that's the 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 ticket to your way back but you got to get that swelling down first pal so (laughs) baby steps baby steps so what are what are the abc's you essentially uh just count the abc's moving your ankle in like the four compass directions Yeah, and then if you want to get real big and strong, you could put a band around it and do a little resistance. But whew, that's sprinting. You gotta you gotta walk before you you run, pal. Yeah, it seems like I'm a long ways away from that. But okay, that's that's good to know. I didn't know the the ankle remedies in, in that sense. But yeah, that's like if I just keep it straight, don't you know? I can even put a little pressure on it. It's just if it kind of goes left to right where it hurts. Mm. I need whatever. Who is the UNC point guard? that like had a turned ankle and then he went into the locker room and came back and just like looked like he was a monster from space jam. He like couldn't feel pain anymore. I need whatever heat they gave him. Was that Marcus oh, page? Yeah, I think so. Or yeah. was it Joel Barry? Whoever. Oh won. yeah. Yeah. It was one of those two. Yeah. Was it maybe like a horse tranquilizer? I could guess I'd just take one of those. Ketamine. Just do some ketamine. Okay. That, that seems, that seems like, wrong. that seems like my ticket back. So, uh, keep keep me in in your thoughts with this nasty turned ankle, but yeah. uh, just sucks, Roush. Just sucks. 
And I guess theoretically it's something that could have happened even when theoretically I was in my 20s. But it's just, it's uh, like, this has been a bad week. What's going on here? Yeah, it's, you know, uh, wife not, it's, you're, you're just being humbled a little bit, Terry. Um, you know, you got clearly owned by the Louisville fan base on Twitter. You, <laughs> you were sick. I mean, just nothing can go right. So, you know, uh, two steps forward, three steps back. You'll take two steps forward in no time. I, I guess that is the only good thing is that like I've I, you know I've got I've got fun things planned this summer I've got fun things to look forward to it's yeah you got a baby fun. on the way I think that's there, what it is it's the karma going back and forth and I've got a lot of really fun things to look forward to in the fall and especially the baby I I I, I do think I am happy that like all right getting it out of the way getting this bad luck out of the way while I'm while I don't have much going on which is ideal. But it also worries me. It's like maybe this isn't. Maybe this is just my new reality. Like, I'm just going, it's just going to be different ailments. I do have a belief that like it just seems like it's always got to be something with me, Roush. Like if something's if something's got to be sore, or if it's not, if like if health wise I'm perfectly fine, it's like I'm super stressed out about something else, whatever it may be. It's like mm-hmm. there's always got to be. So like now this is my things were just too good heading into last weekend. Now this is my next thing. It just I, I I don't know what uh, could be like Terry's rule or something like that. It needs an it needs a name, but uh, I'm of the belief that and I think a lot of people feel that way too. Where it's just always something is like it may be minor, but it's just like ah oh, man, that kind of stinks. Yeah, no, I, I that's that's one way to think of it. That's the um, uh, but I I do think there is a sort of the in the sports world and even in the gamblers world too, there's this mindset that, you know, it's, it's going to end up even its way out eventually. So you got to get the bad out of the way earlier. That's why I, especially if I do a driving range before a round of golf, if I hit a couple good shots, I just got to be done. Cause then I'm, I'm going to use them all up when it doesn't matter. So there's certainly a yin <laughs> and yang out there. There's plenty of karma. So I, I think, this means that you're going to pick the trifecta come here the first Saturday of May. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what this means. So, congrats, buddy. You did it. Thanks. I, uh, I, that, that's a good way to look at it. And that, and that's also what I'm thinking of is like, hey, you know, do have derby festivities coming up here soon. Should be fine for that. And, uh, although I'm in two volleyball leagues, Roush, this isn't good news for the volleyball leagues. Oh man, they're in trouble. Yeah. Or you could Willis read it, you know? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Be the hero. Could absolutely, could absolutely be the hero. Uh, we got a lot to get to on today's show. We got uh, a lot of news. Yeah. Got, uh, you, what are you doing today? You got to kind of duck out of here a little bit early. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad because I don't have to go far, but you know, just going to um, hang out with a prospective recruit do some interview and do some work, that kind of deal. So should be, should be a good time. You're, you don't want to say who it is. Should I? I don't see why not. And we're going to talk about that person today. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to uh, watch Keontae Goodwin work out and uh, speak with him before he makes his final decision. So uh should be exciting. It's, it's, it's in the South end. So I know it's a great place to be. So what, where uh, that doesn't narrow it down. Is it like north south? <laughs> is it southeast, south south, southwest? The gym actually is by the Humane Society over off Strawberry Lane. Humane Society, another great place. 
uh, as Terry always says, adopt, don't shop. That's yeah, that's what I've always I've always, always said, said that. Uh, that's always said something that, that I've lived my <laughs> something that I've lived, <laughs> something I've lived my entire life by. Oh, okay. So it's by the Humane Society in the South End. Everybody knows where that is. Yeah, Strawberry so, Lane. Who could forget? Yeah, everybody knows. Uh, just all uh, the the cool guys. Yep, everybody. Uh, so you're, but that's. I, I don't think they're inviting you if maybe he's not going to Kentucky, right? Or no, it, like maybe, maybe not. But I, I mean, I just reached out to his trainer the other day. He's like, "Hey, can I come by this week?" He's like, "Sure." So I, I don't think that they would be quick to ever turn down, uh, you know, press if it was either way. But the, to your point, Terry. Uh, aside from Justin Kalen, most believe that will end up being Kentucky for Keontae Goodwin when he makes his decision Saturday at six. Saturday at six. Yeah, I saw that they released like the flyer, um, all signs pointing to Kentucky. Huge get. You've seen the YouTube video of his workout where he's just like literally bullying the kids around, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the as much as it's fun to watch him bully kids around, it really is impressive to watch him get into his sets and his hands. Like when he, his punch, it looks like a boxing glove. I mean, it is because his hands are so damn big. I mean, he, he's impressive. I've, and I've seen him uh, at UK football camps previously, but that was years ago. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like now. Uh, so uh, doing that today, but really, I think the bigger news on the recruiting front, TJ happened in the, on the football side of things, at least happened in regards to the Wade twins, uh, Keaton and Destin. We, we talked about this last week. There was a split decision on the crystal ball slash future cast pick. So all the folks at rivals had picks in for Kentucky and all of the folks at 24 seven had picks in for Tennessee. And if this reached all the way till Friday, one of two people were going to lose their minds and have a meltdown on Friday. It was either going to be the folks over at the House of Blue or it was going to be the Tennessee Volunteer fan base. Yesterday, Steve Wiltfong and co, they switched their picks to Kentucky and the Vols are already starting to melt down, Terry. That's what I like to hear. This oh. was, we talked about it on the show and then uh, it's always disappointing how many people on Twitter don't listen to our radio show. Because, like, you know, I, and I, you know, I get, I get it, whatever. But listen to it, folks. Also, I think the context of some of our tweets and people would understand this a little bit better. But yeah, like, what do you think? Everybody, what do you, what do you think? Uh, oh, gosh, that was good stuff. Um, but, anyways, I, I, I don't think people, I, you know, I tweeted it out because I think that was kind of cool. You don't get that often. You don't get it where like different recruiting services, uh, there'd be like a, maybe a few times. And this was back when it would just be somebody on Kentucky staff or somebody on Duke staff. But you'd have that in basketball where, like, Duke's recruiting people thought one player was going to Duke. And then Kentucky's people would think that they're going to Kentucky. You'd have that every so often in basketball recruiting. But I don't know if I can recall one in football, and especially one where it, like, almost went to the top, Roush. It wasn't just the local reporters. It was the all the way up to the national. Yeah, it was not yeah. only – and, and, you know, the U.K. reporters on Rivals and whatnot, they thought it was U.K. all along. The national people thought it was U.K. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say all along, but as of the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, the Tennessee people on 24-7, they all thought it was Tennessee. The national people 
at 24-7, thought it was Tennessee. You don't get that frequently, and was happy to be on the, the winning side. Happy that Rivals was on the winning side this, this go-around. But that was a big deal. Uh, if I was Rivals, I'd like I'd throw some shade. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I don't know exactly how you and – and I do think you should wait to take your victory lap until after – Oh, decision is made too because yeah. um, you know recruiting. right right and things can change quickly um but to, to your point though it is it is fascinating how the, the differences in between basketball and football where you do kind of get a good sense of where things stand in football ahead of time but n- almost never in basketball you know it's just it just does not uh or not almost never but even to the last minute on some of these uh less high profile ones you just you just don't know until you know and like the zion one was the most bizarre i mean yeah i don't did anybody have picks in for duke you know so no, nobody yeah um god suck it duke um but your son your son no 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 the university okay blue devils suck it blue yeah. Devils. yeah yeah suck it blue devils duke take that rewind it back so that would seem it'd be now at this point a pretty big fake out if they didn't go to Kentucky. The Correct. Yes. Which really set up to be a huge Kentucky football recruiting weekend. I know last weekend ended or last week because it was a kind of a Friday news dump ended with some bad news with Gavin Wimsett going elsewhere. But uh, you can quickly forget those things if you have three four-star guys commit back to back to back you know it, it 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 has a way of curing all ills and it uh it's also significant too tj i think we mentioned a little bit monday but usually quarterbacks are huge for getting a class together i don't know how much they actually are on the phone like hey you need to come join me you know we overblow some of that stuff in media but i think it is important that you have a quarterback that other playmakers will see his talent and say, Hey, okay, I want to go to school with that guy too. Cause I think he'll be good. Usually that's the way these classes go. That's how it went with Bo Allen and Gavin Wimsick, him choosing Rutgers could have taken some of that momentum and it won't. Uh, I mean, as we are right now, it, it, that will not be the case. So uh, a credit to UK for, for making this happen when it happened as well. Yeah. That's a great point that, and, in years past, we, we it's it's hard to kind of talk about where Kentucky football is without bringing up just how far off it had, how how far it's come, and how far off it was from what it is now. There there'd be times where that would be a huge momentum staller, Roush, where you lose the in-state guy, which would happen frequently, and and still will from time to time. Uh, did with Wimsett, obviously, but that that would be like, oh, now we got to completely go back to the drawing board. And, and there's there's been times also where it seems like where Kentucky's had some, re- and it, it's happens under Stoops, and it's it may happen again. That's just how recruiting works. But where you've had that stop in momentum and and commits start to get a little nervous, Roush, and they're like, oh, did nobody nobody else that's great is going to join me. Well, maybe I should take a step away. Well, mm-hmm. you lose your quarterback target to Rutgers, which is it does sting. It is still kind of embarrassing to lose anybody to Rutgers, but you also have to be like, what does why would anybody want to go to Piscataway versus Lexington? But that's neither here nor there. 
you come back and you may have your biggest recruiting weekend in the history of the Stoops era, maybe in the history of Kentucky football. When you think about your, your stealing people out of Tennessee that not only Tennessee desperately wants, but other teams in the South want, you're getting them to come to Kentucky. And then also this freak athlete that doesn't really have any allegiance to the, to the in-state local schools, you're going to keep them going to the in-state local school in Goodwin. Uh, assuming he commits as well. So it's going to be huge. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you see the, and I'm hoping the answer to this question is yes, because if not, then, um, well, we'll just have to, we'll have to go from there. Did you see where Wimsett said that Cincinnati was second? Oh no, I did not see. That. Yeah. So that I was afraid of this. Cause I don't like, I don't know where the article was. I, I think it was a rivals article maybe, but anyways, yeah. said that like Cincinnati was the runner up. Um, which though, that's, that's fine. That's, huh. it, it, you know, it stinks to, uh, it stinks to lose them. Doesn't really matter what place you come in if you don't get a recruit, but I guess he really didn't want to be at Kentucky Roush and, and, and that's all right. I, if, you know, maybe he really was nervous about quarterback and needed to see Cohen, or maybe he just didn't really like what Cohen's initial pitch was, whatever it may be, but best of luck at Rutgers. I think Kentucky mm-hmm. will, will end up being all right, and especially with the transfer portal, you should be able to get a quarterback in a word missing out on a quarterback in a class. And hell, you know, maybe Dustin Wade turns out to be that guy. You never know. Uh, right. He, he's he's a great athlete, and maybe they maybe they turn him into a good quarterback. But it's not as big as a deal missing out on a big priority need because you do have the transfer portal. Yeah, and that the portal. It, it giveth and it taketh away. And for the most part, it's been pretty beneficial to Kentucky. Um, I'm, I, I think MJ Devonshire was a guy they did not expect to lose this fall, but you really haven't had big losses from the portal. Uh, and you've had some nice additions. And if you can lean on that to get your guys, I mean, Steven Johnson was a Juco kid, you know, and without him, I don't know where the Kentucky football program is right now. So, there are uh, there are certainly benefits to that, especially when you consider that all of these really ha- highly touted guys that are going to schools, they, they're transferring elsewhere. Um, and like you said in our argument, man, I'm just – I don't know when we had that hot takey quarterback argument that lasted a week, but I just fear that those takes are going to age so poorly because <laughs> the way that this portal is working – you could end up getting one of those kind of guys that I'm not necessarily saying Kyler Murray, but of that ilk that, Hey, it didn't really work out all that way. But Joe Burrow is a great example. I mean, dude never played it down at Ohio state, but shows up at LSU and is God's gift of football. What if Kentucky got one of those that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Go get a Joe Burrow stoops. Yeah. Go, hey, well, they are getting If, if Louisville can get water. Lamar Jackson, then by God, we can get a Joe Burrow. Shout out to Lamar Thomas. Yeah. Which, why didn't you do that, buddy? Why, just go get another Lamar Jackson. It couldn't be that difficult. Yeah. My buddy brings up a good point. And, and let's touch on this before we go to a break, though. But And I think he's right because he brought it up, and now it, it it's kind of clicking in my brain, too. What wasn't – didn't, like, part of the reason Kentucky – get Liam Cohen was because they thought that that'd be more appealing to Gavin Wimsett. I think it, part of the, 
reason you get Cohen is it would be more appealing to all quarterback recruits. Now, it might be different in Wimsett's case just because he was being recruited by the old regime for most of his time, and they they use more of a dual threat concepts. But even so, I would have thought that Cohen's offense would be more attractive than Grant's offense. That's just the way everybody talks about it. That should definitely be the case. So, but I could see where for one kid who he's been talking to that Rucker staff the entire time, maybe you like the the continuity versus the turnover. You know, so I, I, I it, it could have played to a negative in that aspect. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, he'll uh, go play in the Big Ten, and I guess we'll hear about him if we hear about him. And also, speaking of big recruiting weekend, uh, you know, you may not have the the quarterback that's going to do the rah rah. Hey, come play with me! But mm-hmm. who doesn't want who doesn't want to play with twins? Everybody growing up had a set like a group of twins they like being around. And twins, except for maybe the Winklevoss twins. Nobody really liked them. Oh, speak for yourself. Although I think they're like number, billionaires, so I'm sure they probably do have friends. Number one Winklevoss t- twins <laughs> fans over here. What's their first names? Rob and Bob. Oh no! Do you know who the Winklevosses are? Yeah, they're the the Facebook ones. I think Cam- one was Robert or something, right? Cameron and Tyler. No oh, God, why? I should have guessed more country club sounding names. I don't think Cameron and Tyler are really country club sounding names, but Cameron sounds like a lot. Cameron Winklevoss definitely played her cross. I mean, Cameron Winkle. I, I mean, anything with Winklevoss, though. You can. You, I mean, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> if you just have Nicholas Winklevoss or Terry Winklevoss, you know that sounds super fancy. All right, let's go to a break. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. And what exactly are your demands? We need more lemon pledge. With Walker and Roush. We're not responsible for that. You should just bring it from your own home. No. Got out of town on a boat from the Southern Islands. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer here on your hump day edition of KRC. We appreciate you joining us. If you ever need uh, any, if you're ever like, I can only listen to part of the show, reach out to us. We'll always be able to tell you different ways you can listen. We're on podcasts. Just search Kentucky Roll Call. And then we come on again on Big X Sports Radio from 9 to 11. And then, uh, you can data hassle-free streaming numbers, tune in radio apps, a lot of different ways to listen. So reach out and let us know. Roush, it's a Wednesday. always like to reward myself for lunch on Wednesday, a little midweek treat, you know, mm. a, little, a little cheat day, uh, one of many throughout the week. But may have to hit up Salsaritas. I think a nice, big, juicy, you know, talked yesterday how I like the taco salads, but sometimes you just like to go to town on a burrito, you know? Man. 
I uh I need to get the quesarito next time too, because I'm I'm a big fan of the nachos. It's a great way to get the wildly addictive chips. But every time I see a picture of the quesarito, I'm like, dude, what am I doing? I gotta get that thing covered in cheese. Looks just delicious. It's it's the real deal. There there's no denying that. They got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. You're gonna want to download the Salsaritas app. It's gonna save you a little bit of money before you head over and maybe you go into the Middletown one, you're going through the drive-thru. That makes things a little bit easier. Or maybe you're going to the St. Matthews one, fully renovated, beautiful inside, big open spaces. They do have a covered patio as well. So if you want to sit out there and, and get some fresh air while you have your lunch, they've got a sweet setup of sauceritas and they've got the most wildly addictive chips and they've got a wildly addictive personality to giving because you can round up your change to the Make-A-Wish Foundation when you go to Salsaritas. So just tell the cashier when you're paying, just say, can I round up my change to Make-A-Wish? Goes to Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky chapters of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So you're making a difference. That's for this month, April. That's Salsaritas. All right, Roush, we got to talk about Tati Washington. He gets an offer from Kentucky, Kentucky. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that, Joe? Well, really, no, I just came up with it. But now I could have gone so many better ways with it. I could have said he got an offer from Kai Kai. (laughs) That'd be a good one. Or uh, Cal Cal. That would have been another one. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. I guess I'll just play it safe more than anything. Cal Cal extended an offer offer to Ty Ty, Washington, Washington. Yeah, yeah, that's a little much. You know, that's, that's what I'm here for. Just beat the joke to death. Yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, it wasn't good to begin with, so it had nowhere to go. Anyway, <laughs> had nowhere to go but down, down into the ground. But Kentucky offers him. The timing is interesting. To be honest with you, I thought he already had an offer, um, but what do I know? Secondly, I like I like I'm I'm all right with this. I'd much rather have a freshman Ty Ty Washington than a junior Rocket Watts, and. I would rather have a freshman Ty Ty Washington than a sophomore Devin Askew. And I think if you're having Kentucky fans be honest with themselves, I think the majority are. And we always do. You know, we do want continuity. I did say I would be fine with Askew coming back, and I would like it, but more for down the road. Give me the mystery of Ty Ty Washington. And he did struggle with Nolan Hickman on him until Nolan Hickman got hurt or cramped or whatever the hell happened to him. He did struggle. I mean, he started one of eight or whatever. It was 07 or whatever the, the stat was. Uh, I've since not remembered. That is that is factual. Like, Ty Ty Washington was not playing well to start that game. It was commented on by the commentators during that game. And Nolan Hickman deserves credit for causing some issues. Then Nolan Hickman went out. Their team had a big lead. Ty Ty Washington took over the game. Uh, I was complimentary of Ty Ty Washington. I was impressed with how he took over that game. Roush, I love players that can start so poorly and then just kind of turn it on late because that's how you stay on the court even if you're having a bad game is because your coach can trust you to be able to make these big plays. And that's exactly what he did. He took over the game in the second half. He was unstoppable, was named MVP of the game. And every everybody's talking about how this dude is kind of a, a late bloomer and now a high riser probably going to end up finished as a five-star. I can't help but think that if we had the McDonald's All-American games, I don't know even know if he was a McDonald's All-American, to be honest with you, but if we had some of these All-Star games, Jordan Brand, Nike Hoop Summit, you know, whatever, I don't know what he would have made 
if he would have made any of them. But I think if he could have, he would have shown Case more. Um, I'm all for it. I'd rather – I still would – if you get him on board, I still want a Marcus Carr. Zagorowski officially declared for the draft, and it kind of sounded like a goodbye to college because he thanked Creighton for their college experience and he'll never forget it and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it seems like Zagorowski's probably not a realistic option. I guess never say never with this stuff. But I still would want a Marcus Carr, and then I still think Mintz is gone. So if you had a Hickman, Washington, Carr, Grady, Allen, I'm, that's, that's, that's fine. Is yeah, it the best that's a lot. But, is that the yeah. best backcourt Kentucky's ever had? No, it's not. But is it good enough? Like, listen, you, we almost had UCLA just win the – or go to the national championship game probably should have gone to the national championship game that it, it's it's better than ucla's backcourt and johnny Jazang just turned it on and he was on fire maybe maybe kellen grady died. i don't know i don't know it, it's not the most it's not the best backcourt kentucky's had but i think it's serviceable given the front court i think it'd be a, a team that could compete for a final four what i'd what, be right with it roush i think that's kind of where we're heading to be honest with you what Ty Ty Washington's offer signals to me, though, is that they aren't what's comfortable or they aren't confident in pulling in more guys from the portal right now. Oh, there's, there, yeah. I mean, because why, why go get another point guard that would be, um, for the lack of a, I mean, I know he's rising up the rankings, but. You know, you're still dealing with a freshman point guard. Oh. If you felt confident in getting an upperclassman point guard, then you wouldn't go get Ty Ty Washington, right? Well, yes and no. But the the sad reality is it's not so much just this, Roush, but Kentucky reaches out to UNLV guy that they probably have no business reaching out to. Jake Weingarten was the only one to do it, but Kentucky reaches out to Rocket Watts. It's like, oh no, it's like this is probably true. Like Kentucky's a little panicked, I think. And that's just not what we're looking for. But here's what I would say. If you get Ty Ty Washington, I, I don't you're you're probably right, Roush, but I think some of it also, there's got to be a little bit of Trevor was a big fan of this reference, this family guy reference, and we and we brought it up on the show a lot. There's a there's got to be some calculation made for the unknown factor, the mystery box, if you will. Yeah. Like again, Kentucky. I know this is wild for some fans to have to try to think about this. Calipari has actually had success with freshmen before, more than any coach in the history of college basketball. John Calipari has had success with freshmen. Uh, between Hopkins and Collins and uh, now if Kentucky were to get Ty Ty Washington to go along with Hickman, Roush, odds are more freshmen of that group are going to be good than terrible. And really, you know, it's probably going to be three to one. Like three are going to thrive and one may not actually catch on. So if you bring in Ty Ty Washington and with how he's kind of succeeded the last couple <laughs> months, I think it's I think it's it's reasonable to say like he's going to be better than what we could have gotten from maybe ninety seven percent of the the transfer market because you know what you're getting from that you don't know what you're getting from a Ty Ty Washington right. there, there's, and that's, there's and that's a, a higher little, upside that's a little you know? rational that's a little rationalization there but I mean at the end of the day Kentucky is clearly 
keeping a lot of options open and they're reaching out to different folks. But I'd much rather have a Ty Ty Washington than a Rocket Watts or the dude from UNLV and then go get yeah. Marcus Carr and then call it a day. Oh, and, and, and the, that's, fine. that's that's good. I think that's really a talented team. Or the Utah kid. Like people brought him up and it's like just because he played good once against Kentucky does not mean that he's a good basketball player. Uh, that I was just like stop people. We're losing our minds. I don't need what was his yeah. name, Timmy or something like Timmy Allen. I, not forget. Yeah, but I, I, I it, maybe, maybe this. Uh, I, I still, I would think that there's still going to be more transfers opening up, and I still think Kentucky knows that. But maybe this is just their hey, we gotta, we can't, we can't expect in June to go to somebody that's in the transfer portal that has been recruited by other schools now since March. And expect to like be able to steal them. Maybe we can, but it's best if we just kind of touch base with some of these people. That's what I'm still hoping is this situation with the UNLV and the Rocket Watts is not necessarily that Kentucky wants these guys, but just in case it's June and we literally don't have anybody else, at least we can say that, hey, we were in touch. Hey, we've been talking with you too. Like we've been interested as well. We're not Johnny come lately's, but it is a little, it is a little nerve wracking, Roush. I, I can't help but admit that. Johnny come lately, by the way, is a is a great, <laughs> is a great phrase. Um, but it it all happened the day we found out that Devin Askew is going to be a Texas Longhorn. Uh, many people were saying horns down. Um, I was one of those because it's a great, it's just the best burn ever, really the best burn in the history of burns because they get so mad. If you think Louisville fans get triggered about L's down, Texas folks and horns down, you might as well be spitting on their mother. It's hilarious. Um, I, I, I did like good for ask you. That's a great landing spot. Uh, Chris Beard as your coach, Texas, big school. So uh, good for him. Uh, very happy for him. Uh, I think that could be a nice spot for him. Uh, but uh, so are we just going to run back the the Big Twelve Challenge game that got canceled last year? Just, just run it back. Yeah, why, yeah. Why? Why the heck not? Uh, I'm I'm all for that. Here's I'll just say what everybody's thinking. Devin asks you going to Texas. That's a great landing spot for him, and mm-hmm. I'm happy for him, and uh, hope hope he does well. But going to play for Chris Beard, Devin asks you was not good defensively. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, didn't that cross your mind? Like Chris Beard, defensive, tough-minded coach. Uh, Devin Askew, you better get used to taking some charges. But like he, he was getting just roasted laterally on a frequent basis. For as well, much as kind of he struggled offensively, he was not a good defender. The the thing that Askew would cut, like see eye to eye with Beard is the one thing that dude is he always played hard. That's <laughs> I mean, true. Absolutely. So uh, I think Beard will like that and thinks that there's there's tools there to work with. Uh, now, how long will it take for those to, to turn into quality production? I don't know. That was kind of what we had him all over as Kentucky fans going into this offseason whenever we initially thought he was coming back to Lexington. Was, hey, uh, this is probably more of a project than we thought, but how big of a project is it going to be? Chris Beard, now uh, that's, that's his problem to deal with. Um, but uh, best of luck to ask you. Best of luck to him. He did always play hard. Chris Beard will appreciate that. And uh, Kentucky fans did too, as they kind of suffered through 
some other shortcomings. Before we head to a break, my buddy points out that you uh, thought that their name was Rob and Bob Winklevoss. Did, uh, those are both short for Robert. Did you think that they had the same name? It was just literally the first two things that came out of my mouth. So, Robert and Robert. Winklevoss. If you really thought that I thought that through, then buddy, <laughs> got some news for you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, where Roll we don't think anything call. through. We'll be right back. It's <laughs> true. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yesterday, he had two horses in the stakes race. It was a one-two race between both of them. They end up losing at the end. And, okay, that's bad. That's rough. But, you know, losses happen. There's only two horses and they both lost? With Walker and Roush. The two horses were doing very well. Oh, okay. And I had one of them. It would have been a big win. But gotcha. instead, he comes in second, loses by length. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer here on your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you spending it along with us. It's going to be kind of a nasty, rainy day. And like I said, the weather is going to be a little gloomy and not super warm the next week or so. You may want to check out the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. You just have gotten back into the season. You've probably shaken off the cobwebs now with a couple rounds out on the course. You want to keep that momentum going, Roush. The last thing you need right now is a long break, a long pause mm-hmm. from golf. So even if the weather doesn't cooperate, Bobby Cook Golf Academy doesn't care about the weather. That's right, folks. They don't care about the weather at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Over there off exit four in southern Indiana, you can play really a round of golf on – almost any course in the world from on their virtual top of the line simulators, or you can just hit the virtual range. It'll show you where you're coming in on your ball, how hard you're hitting it. If you've got kind of the slice, it, it, it helps you more than just going to the regular driving range. Trust me. And it may even be a little cheaper as well. Or maybe you're just, you've gotten out there, you've played a few rounds and you just don't want another year of golf sucking. You, you've, you've had like eight straight, you're sick of it. You're not going to have another one. Go see Bobby Cook for a couple lessons. You're not change the game. Change it. Yes, but you're you're not going to get better just by doing the same old, same old. Bobby Cook can almost instantly fix your swing just by looking at it. But you may get a whole hour with him. So think about what he can do during that time. Every lesson is recorded and sent to you, so you're going to have that for life. If you if you slip into some old bad habits, that 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 replay of the lesson could fix it for you. And again, like I said, you're not going to beat the prices. Give them a call at 812-913-4415 or go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com for more. Roush, do you want to get to the text line? There is one little point I wanted to make up to bring up. And if you have anything you can, you can do, you can do it as well. 
Um, but I, I'm in a tough spot here because I, I think Aaron Rodgers really has done the best job on Jeopardy, but I just know that I'm not allowed to have any sort of pro Aaron Rodgers takes that's going to be taken seriously to any sort of degree. No, right, correct. Yeah, so you're obviously best. So what can I, I can't, I mean, what can I even do? No, I mean, we can just call you an Aaron Rodgers butt slapper. It's fine. Just do what you do, and we'll just make well, fun of you. But he's he's legitimately really good. Hmm. He's doing a great Speak job. Like he has been the he's he's been the best. I, I I feel like people that that don't like him just are jealous of him. That's what I feel. I mean, I I've seen multiple kind of viral things pop up um, where people are missing sports questions, NFL questions, and he's kind of cracking on them. So. You know, I guess he's good. Yeah. There was a fun one yesterday. Uh, just It was kind of talking about like teams that went on title runs or dynasties, if you will. And mm-hmm. one was the Packers, and nobody got it right. And and it was just a real hoot. Just a oh, real hoot. man. You know what, though? The uh, <laughs> Jeopardy really is just like a press conference in that the bar for humor is so much lower than the normal bar of humor. You know what I mean? A yeah, little joke no, there goes so much farther than it should. Yeah, and it's also just like, it, and Trebek was the king of it, obviously. But it's it's also like you're seeing in real time the most ho hum reactions to these stories, where it's like you get one story to tell national TV, like you best make it good. <laughs> and what eighty percent of the time they're just terrible stories. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I was studying abroad and I slipped in the ocean. Uh, you know, nobody cares, Sally. Like, just nobody, nobody, it's not a good story. You have something more exciting has had to have happened in your life. But then, Roush, when you think of it, like, you know, if I put you on the spot right now and I said, hey, you get like 10 seconds to tell the the most funny or interesting tidbit about your life, go. I, I don't, I, well, I'm, I'm probably, am I telling that I broke my foot at a Top Golf on my bachelor party? That's pretty sad. Like, if that's what I came up with, but maybe that's what I would have came up with. So, uh, but it's also, you're seeing that reaction of like Aaron Rodgers just be like, man, what a terrible story. But then he just has to like say something fantastic next to And you just go to the next one, you know? Right. I, right. I, I think that that has been really fun. Aaron's, I think, kind of struggled with like, all right, I got to say something. Just say synonym for good, phenomenal. All right, now we've got so and so from wherever, but he is smooth. Uh, otherwise, it's just his response to some of these stories isn't isn't. I mean, it's clear he just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the thing too, they they ask you to basically have five anecdotes ready, and the host can use whatever one he wants to choose from. Uh, whatever he feels like is probably the easiest to set up and kind of keep things moving along. So uh, I would like to think that breaking your foot at your bachelor party, playing top golf is got to be definitely on your list. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Like if I, I you know, I'm never going to be on jeopardy anyway, so I don't really have to worry about it, but it would be tough to pick that story, but it's just hilarious how often people, the stories they pick are just, Oh, that's, that's, you went on a trip with your, with your wife that's that's great 
good 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 for you too there's got to be something more interesting uh that that's happened in your life but no i i, I do think like I, I think he's really i think he really wants to be good at jeopardy i think he really wants the job or i think he just at least wants to be offered the job so he can say no to it because uh he he has been talking a ton about it on social media he's not a big social media guy but um seems like he's doing a good job mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't know who's next in line anyways but uh, who is? I wonder when they're planning on making a final decision, or if they do, or who knows what they're going to do. Yeah, I would think that you would probably want to have something new for the fall, uh, just because that's typically when you get the kind of new TV shows kind of coming to life. So that that's just me spitballing, because um, I could see them doing another round of guest hosts. Uh, they've done three. I think they're going to have five total in this round. Uh, so yeah, I could I could see him doing a few more. The guest host thing hasn't been terrible either. Maybe you know what if that's the pivot? But yeah, you're you're probably going to want somebody to be the uniformed mm-hmm. host. But I haven't mind. Yeah, I haven't mind the guest host whatsoever. All right, hour two coming up next. We got a full tax line, which is going to bring up a lot of other sports topics, conversations, questions, um, arguments, all the all the good stuff. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ oh, Walker, Nick Rash, okay. Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back. two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Going to read a lot of text messages this hour of krc before we do want to remind you about car stuff if you need anything for your car audio audio installation remote starts auto body supply wheels and tires car stuff is the place for you follow them on facebook and instagram at car stuff ky you'll get a better idea of some of the things that they can do for your car and some of the stuff that they have for your car they do the same things for bikes as well folks they've got anything for your bike audio parts bike detailing and repair Check them out, Car Stuff KY on Facebook and Instagram, 5725 Bargetown Road. Give them a call at 502-239-9554. Uh, TJ, before we get to the text line, I wanted to mention that Brandon Podemski committed to Illinois yesterday. Old B-Pod, um, thoughts and prayers to the one kid on Twitter who is Podemski's number one fan. Uh, he was a UK fan who was all over his recruitment throughout. Uh, sharing every nugget you possibly could of Brandon Podemski information. Um, but unfortunately for him, Podemski will not be going to Kentucky. Wow. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It, Kentucky seemed like they hadn't really been making him anything sort of a priority 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was more of a we'll see how this goes in the fall, and then it went. Yeah. yeah. So best of luck. I, I people I'm sure probably said this about Tyler Hero. I wouldn't expect Podimsky to really do much until maybe a little bit later on in his college career. Again, people probably did say that about Tyler Hero, and he was a one and done and uh, an amazing freshman score at Kentucky. So you never know; those two are always going to be compared to one another because they're players from Wisconsin. So that's uh, uh, that's just that's just how it works. I I, I didn't see anybody really outraged that he didn't pick Kentucky. I don't think anybody was expecting it. No, no, no. Especially after you get Kellen Grady, like. And you have Dante Allen coming back. It's you, you have that kind of player on campus already. So no need to get overly aggressive, but certainly noteworthy. Uh, and best of luck to to Podemski. Uh, so how about we uh, crank up this text on fire it up, shall we? Uh, sure, absolutely. We can do just that. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A texture says there's transfer rankings going around that has Oscar Shibway, 69th. Lord help me. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Who who I, I would have to see that that list. Yeah. I mean, dude most was a McDonald's All American who most, was all Big Twelve as a freshman. Most I've seen have him uh, top five. So that that's pretty crazy to see him 69th. I'm not worried about Shibway. He can rebound and be a tough interior defender. It is is their offense? Is there is there concerns about how maybe the offense will look? You know what you're getting from him, so it, it, it'll be on Cal if he doesn't put the right pieces around him. You you just got to be able to spread the floor, so spread it. Yeah, I uh, I think too in all these transfer rankings, the texture made a good point that Sheboys was so much earlier than everybody else that you're just not going to be as bullish on him. You know, we have we all have recency bias, and that's certainly the case in Sheepway. No, that that's true too, and that's what I gotta. We, I'm, I, well, we all gotta remind ourselves of this is like when you hear about the SEC, these teams in the SEC getting transfers, Louisville. It, just imagine if like Kentucky went in a two, uh, you know, a few days stretch of getting Shoeboy and Grady, we'd all go crazy. Right. But the the Shoeboy one, as Roush mentioned, happened a long time ago, so. And then Grady now has been a couple weeks. And uh, I did think that they were going to move a little quicker with this, but obviously what do I know? And then now they could be waiting to see what, what if there's going to be another, like what the NCAA says, if they say that, hey, we're going to let freshmen just go ahead and, or we're going to let anybody just transfer. We're going to prove that everybody knows it's coming. So let's just go ahead and make it official. Yeah, maybe, but- they, maybe they do think there's going to be this other wave of people that are going to go. I don't know, but we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, I, I like we've got some Wednesday text in here. Bottled water or ice water? Oh, gotta be ice water from Louisville tap water, the best tap water in America. Ice water. It, I, I, I'm taking ice water over bottled water. I guess if I have the if I have the choice, but nothing obviously wrong with bottled water. No, tap just, water, just good old tap water. It's great, straight from straight from the ground. But if you get the cool ice cubes that you can get at like a Chick Fil A or like a Sonic. Oh yeah, those are great. You can't. You can, You really can't top that ice. That is the the goat ice. Period of all ice. 
I'm sure there are dentists out there just like cringing at that sound. Isn't chewing yeah. ice bad for your teeth? They so say they tell so. You not to. But, but yeah, I, but like, what's good for your teeth? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Not not nothing good. That's for sure. Texter says, with social media now, do you think people have become better readers than before in terms of reading comprehension and critical thinking? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I'm sure people are actually reading more, but it's mostly garbage that does not get retained days later. I mean, when you see a funny joke on social media, are you going and telling somebody two or three days later? No, that's it's poor reading comprehension. Uh, it depends how good the joke is. Well, definitely not the case with any one of our jokes. Am I right? Come on. That's a low blow. I've had several hilarious, hilarious jokes. We've also uh, had I, the hilarious jokes that just nobody else thinks hilarious. And it's like, what? Come on, people. What? Well, that's that's the thing about radios. You never know. You I, Like, what if we sometimes think things are hilarious and literally nobody else in the world laughs at it? That'd be pretty embarrassing. We'll never know. Yeah. yeah. Just always got to assume that there's somebody. Maybe. Well, you know what assuming does. No, uh, but it is interesting. I, I do wonder if, like, the average person is more well-read today than 50 years ago. Yeah. I, the thing is that I question about it, I think that since we only consume our bits, our information in such smaller bits and pieces, that might not be the case. But you also see the old-school New York Times – and they put 17 articles on the front page. And I mean, you know, how many people were actually going to the second page and were just skimming that front page back in the day? So, uh, you know, I think we do make, uh, I do think we make some some larger generalizations at times when it comes to just oh, our error. But I, I think in the, the long form aspect, I don't know how many people are, you know, unless you're an athletic subscriber or reading stuff that's more than 300 words at a time. Yeah, that's uh, it's a little too Wednesday. Let, let, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> uh, uh, less than a week into the baby announcement, and TJ's already getting morning sickness. You've got a long way to go, buddy. Just kidding. Glad you're feeling better. Or am I? Um. Texture sends in a picture from yesterday's UK football Zoom. Roush confirmed at least one ear. <laughs> you can barely see it, too. <laughs> just barely poking out. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, mm. you just barely get that one ear. Oh, that's good stuff. Texture says, these compact schedules can't be good for players. Spurs just finished five games in seven nights and start five games in seven nights again tomorrow. Not a great look for the league. I guess that's in reference maybe to Jamal Murray being out for obviously the remainder of this season with the mm-hmm. torn ACL. It seemed like it was uh, just yesterday, Roush. He was dominating in the bubble. And people forget, like, NBA season, playoffs aren't they're, – they're right around the corner. So that's going to yeah. be uh, I- not, not too terribly far away. And they, it, is, it has been a ton of basketball for a lot of these people. And I I understood why, like you, they they pushed the start of the league back to right around Christmas, which should have been done. It made sense. I thought it was a decent time off. The playing a full schedule that was just uh, owners being greedy because that that felt unnecessary. No no reason to play this many games. I mean, it's just it's, it's 
it's not. I, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't uh, but you know, money talks. I just hate it for the Nuggets. They they were going to be able to compete in the West, maybe get to the Western Conference Finals again, but uh, now they, I, I wouldn't think that they'll really have too much of a chance. And it's always scary with major knee injuries. Like we're more sure people are going to be able to come back from a rush, but it's still never a guarantee, and it kind of just goes from person to person, you know. So ho- I hope he's able to get back to where he was because he was in the conversation for. In, in that top tier of scores in the NBA. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, he was becoming a, oh, this guy's going to be on the all-star for the next decade kind of guy. So hopefully this is just a, a minor setback in his career. Uh, yeah. Another texter says, there's a lot of confirmation bias when it comes to coaches' reputation as a good in-game coach. There's a perception that Cal is a bad in-game coach, so the mistakes or mess-ups are talked about more than the successes. Goes the opposite way for coaches with a good in-game reputation. Where, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure those guys get so much more credit when a guy makes a big play down late. But, like, how many guys does Cal have? I mean, the amount of game-winning shots made by Harrison's and Brandon Knight's. I mean, there's so many, but his critics will just say, oh, well, that was just the great players making great plays, not Cal's coaching. When, if it's a guy like Patino, wow, can you believe the play he drew up there? It's, it's, and you know, the thing is, it's kind of alarming how we've just had the same voices in national media for college basketball, Roush, our entire lives. And there's been a couple new ones that break in from time to time. But it's still been the same people. You know, Pat Forty's been covering college basketball for 20-plus years. I mean, longer than that, obviously. Uh, very, very yeah. yeah, he's he's old. But uh, multiple, multiple decades. And it's so if you don't like somebody, you probably ain't changing your opinion on them for the most part. It can, it can happen here or there. But for the most part, you're not. So when he doesn't like Calipari and he's one of the voices of college basketball – that's going to be that's going to be life that's going to be career long and it's unfortunate for Calipari but yeah when Kentucky blows a game late it's generally Calipari's fault when Kentucky steals a game late it's usually the talented players broke through that's the narrative it is what it is I don't think Cal well it doesn't bother Cal probably does I don't know but uh other coaches like the texter said they win late. Oh, they coached them up real well. Look at that. Look at the X's and O's. Unbelievable. If they blow a game late, oh, why did this player do that? I can't believe I can't believe he made mm-hmm. that mistake. Yeah, he, I guess he just wasn't thinking. It, it It is. That's the way it works. And we know who the coaches are that are the sweethearts, and we know the ones who aren't liked all that much. Yeah, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it is like – I will say, though – I do think people dislike Kentucky's fan base. That's fine. I think there's a national perception that we're crazy and to some yeah, degree. They, they some don't degree, like dealing with people in their mentions, it, it, which it's so weird. They pander when they want clicks, but then they hate when they get criticism from them. I mean, it's remarkable. It, it is It is funny how it is funny how that works. And some of it, there are some crazy Kentucky fans. That There's crazy fans on in, in, in every fan base. But it's... Uh, it just bugs me that like they can't see that there's like you clearly have a bias and you and you act like you don't. I guess that's the thing sometimes that rubs me the wrong way, but whatever. It's not worth yeah. it's not worth spending any time over. A texter says, 
the SEC will be second best conference in the country next year at worst. I, I would be surprised. I agree with this text. And again, there's maybe some bias and I'm a homer and all those things, but it's tough to imagine that there's going to be two conferences better than the SEC next year. Well, think about the ACC. Uh, is Hubert Davis going to make North Carolina good right away? No. Gosh, it's just, I, I don't know when I'm not going to have a grin on my face just remembering that Hubert Davis is the coach. <laughs> but elsewhere, I mean, Virginia will probably be Virginia, just kind of ho-hum, boring. Uh, they'll be good. They'll be I, fine. Yeah, Florida. they'll be fine, but Louisville's down. Florida State will be good. Duke will be good. I guess if Duke's good, then everybody thinks the ACC is good as a whole. But I don't, that's... Think, you said, I don't think Louisville should be down. I think they're. I think they're going to be like a four seed. I think. I think Louisville will be solid next year. Yeah, but you forget who their coach is. Mojito Mac. So yeah, right. I got to assume that they're not going to win any games. And, in and they're going in March. Right, and they're going to Maui. Like, do you think he's even going to come back? He may just love it out there. I almost stayed out there during my honeymoon. <laughs> that's, a, that's that's um, how nice it was out there that, that's a good point uh, I, I'm not, I, I think the SEC will be better than the ACC and, and the thing is you know how are the bottom of the conferences Gen- generally the bottom of power five conferences are bad across the board the Big Ten they were so good this regular season but we also need to take it a little bit with a grain of salt because we saw what they did in March uh, is the Pac-12 ready to take that step forward? They had a nice march, but people are going to be a little skeptical. And then the Big 12, you, Texas kind of shoots up the rankings, but what you get in Texas moving up, Texas Tech moves the other way. And then Kansas kind of seems like a disaster. Nobody's really yeah. talking about Kansas. They're losing people, and their fans are starting to panic a little bit. So uh, the only blue blood right now that I think is like feeling warm and fuzzy inside is Duke, which is disgusting. And I think Kentucky will be fine. I think when all this dust settles with transfers, I admit this recent string of reaching out has me more nervous. But I think when the dust settles, we'll feel solid about the team. Like, we'll feel like Kentucky has a, a chance at a Final Four. There we go. I, that, that when I, but that could be July, Roush, before we, like, know exactly how that looks. So uh, the getting there is going to be the hard part, I think, for a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's a lot of uncertainty until then, too. So, yes, gonna play wait and see. A texter says Miller was 34% from three last year. You and a few other folks have talked me into him, and it sounds like he'd be a great addition, but I don't know if he is this knockdown shooter from day one. Well, he may not be a, a great shooter, but you all like uh, you also need some people that can put it on the floor and get where they need to go, too. And I think Miller's gonna be able to do that. And also, 34% from three as a freshman. I think it's fair to just assume maybe you can go three points up a sophomore. That's not asking too terribly much. And if you're at 37%, that's fine. That's that's good. If you were on a top five team all year on that, it's filled with high volume guys like Dasunmu and Kofi. Like I'm sure you're not going to get as many looks as, you know, the normal guy who uh, can, can up that percentage a little bit, you know? Yeah, let's say that, like, again, I don't think Davion Mintz is staying. I think he will leave. But let's say that he stays. Let's say you got Nolan Hickman. And let's say you did bring in an Adam Miller. We don't feel confident about Davion Mintz putting it on the floor. Nolan Hickman, he can put it on the floor and get where he wants, but he can't finish. You're going to still need somebody that can finish at the rim and get to the line. I think Adam Miller could do that at a decent clip, but that's a little bit projecting because, again, uh, Mm -hmm. 
he didn't have the ball in his hands nearly as much as two other players on Illinois did last season. But Miller would just be a, that's that would be great. And that's what I also like about Tati Washington. He's somebody that can finish at the rim as well, and he will be able to get to the line. He's a strong guard also. So, and uh, Washington, maybe not a guaranteed one and done as well. That could be something exciting about Washington. You could get a Hickman and Washington backcourt returning forget about the transfer portal then bring in sky clark and then you're running three guards again mm-hmm. all that can do basically a little bit of everything that would be a lot of fun then if you had adam miller maybe he comes back as well so uh you, there's still options out there folks even though it's getting a little dicier i still think like i said i still think when the dust settles it'll be all right it's not quite scooter but Ty Ty is fun to say too a lot of That's people true. would have fun with uh, Ty Ty's name if you were to go to Kentucky. Ooh, we could have to get some Ty Ty Dye shirts. We would would absolutely have to do that. Yeah. You can you do it first. Oh, definitely. Would I like Carr or Zagorowski? Yes. While still be very excited, if the alternative is a five star freshman. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people are just so snake bit from like yeah, this last yeah. freshman group for Kentucky. But first off, let's think Isaiah Jackson. Pleasant surprise. Terrence Clark, uh, part of the issue, like uh, part of the, that's a cultural thing with like, why did he sit out this Kentucky's culture? Is that good? Like, are, are we, are, is it promoting people wanting to play? We've almost always said yes, but with Jared Vanderbilt and now Terrence Clark, I think some people get worried about like, how are we letting guardians get in these kids ears and telling them to sit out? Uh, that's something that is a little bit annoying, but I'm not ready. I, I like, I, you know, Terrence Clark, I don't think you'd call a failure just because of the injuries. Well, BJ Boston was incredibly underwhelming. Devin Askew was a major letdown, so I get it. But most of the time, Calipari's freshman Roush do pretty good things. I would also point out in that Clark deal, I mean, he did come back in that SEC tournament game and was fine. And then we saw whatever was wrong with him was bothering him later on in that game. So I, I don't think it was much of a, a phantom issue as it was maybe previously thought just because we don't know with all of this stuff. We just, yeah. we just don't know what injuries. And he was, and there was times that he was practicing and there was times that he was going through workouts and drills. And I think uh, I, later we found out that like, it was just and Roush. I'm glad you brought that up about the game is because it was just like a duration thing. He just couldn't sustain being able mm-hmm. to play without kind of limping and stuff like that. Which and you're could- right. We did see that in that game. Which could become a problem for you, Terry. We might have to cut this show down to an hour if your ankle starts flaring up. You can only radio for so long. That's a good point. That's yeah. uh, that's true. A texter says, hey, Nick, seeing a bunch of kids wearing Jordan jerseys playing in the park, go see if it's the real Chicago Bulls. What a dork. Uh, wow. It was actually the the Wizards. So yeah. not that's a that that's of course in reference thinking that the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> Roush thinking the Reds were playing at Louisville Slugger Field. It was not the Reds. <laughs> They're minor league team though, so that's a close alternative. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. More texts to get to 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas the producer here on your hump day edition of KRC. Hump day.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. No, everybody's out to get me. I'm Trevor. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. The NCAA free transfer rule could pass this week. That's when the NCAA is meeting. They're going to have to make a vote, talk about it, and can they – I'm just – Roush, I know it won't necessarily be good for college sports and stuff like that, but there's a little part of me that just wants the NCAA to still find a way to kick this down the road. Oh, it's going to happen. I don't uh, anticipate – like, do you really – come on, TJ. Like, expecting the NCAA to actually take action on anything, we, we do know better by now. I'm rooting just for a Band-Aid solution here. I don't like I, I, you know, something along the lines of like, yeah, you know, everybody this year for the most part, they'll they'll be fine. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, you know, few you folks won't be, but we'll worry about that later. And then like, yeah, you know, everybody's gonna be fine. Pandemic year, everybody's gonna get approved. But like, before we make it official, we're gonna wait till. Uh, we uh, next meeting. I, I don't know what their excuse would be at this point anymore, but that's what I'm rooting for. Kick it down the road one more time, just because. Can you imagine how much people will freak out? People will lose their minds. Oh, and I would be yeah. So I'm cheering for that as well. Like because they're still gonna, you know, it is a pandemic year. They're gonna let everybody get a free waiver this year. But if somehow they can just like still kind of not make it official people will uh, lose it no but i do expect that they will pass it and you'll get here's what also people do need to remember though roush is like it may just be i think i think the way it's proposed is a one-year free transfer so once you use it once you lose it right hmm. you're under right. that assumption as well right Unless so, they become a grad transfer down the road, correct? Don't know, but I that would seem that would seem to maybe make sense. Yeah, like you know the right. That's the like, case. So it's basically regular transfer rules, but everybody just gets a a one free pass, get out of college free card, if you will. And once you use that one, you have it goes back to the regular rules where you got to sit out a year, or I guess if you're a grad if you're a graduate, maybe you get another free year. Not 100% sure about that. I guess we'll find out all the details a little bit later on when they vote on this. But most likely it's going to pass. You'll get the one-time transfer. But I do wonder, Roush, like, is there going to be outrage? I mean, of course there will be. But, like, the first time where a coach leaves for another job and a few players on the team he left behind have already used their one free transfer. Like, let's say, like, if like you know, I don't think this happens, but let's say Calipari, let's say that he retires after this upcoming season, and then Kentucky goes and they get Chris Beard. And then Devin asks you, like, well, I don't want to play for whoever Texas is bringing in. I'm going to go transfer. And they say, eh, well, now you're going to sit out a year, though, because you already used your one-time freebie. Like, there's going to be outrage. That It's just a matter of time before that comes. So I wonder if it ever gets to a point where it's just like, eh, whatever. One year, every year, you all can do it whenever you want. Do you think we get to that point, or do you think we'll be at one year for a while? Or like a one time, I should say, for a while. Yeah, I think we'll be at one time for a while. Okay. Uh, especially, it's going to take some some time for our brains to get adjusted to this, to where there are so many transfers. 
I, I think just that, you know, it'll force the kids to adjust to an extent. They're going to be given a lot of things, but they've got to figure it out themselves too. Well, that, that it's going to be, I mean, again, they'll, they'll, they'll be outraged. So there'll be probably a push to move it at some point, but uh, and I don't know. I don't know how I even feel about that. I I, I don't care because I think Kentucky will benefit from it regardless. And coaches can do it. So if coaches can do it, then, you know, there is some truth. Should players be able to do it? But you also are agreeing to their rules when you sign up. It's like no compete clauses, if you will, which are very real and very adult-like when we always talk about that these kids need to be treated more like adults. But I don't really have a strong opinion one way or not about it. But I for UK fans that are so sick of having to worry about roster turnover and whatnot, I guess the only good news is is the players Kentucky will bring in. So if you were to bring in an Adam Miller, Roush, at least you'd know that like however long he plays college basketball, it's probably only going to be at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably not going to leave to have to go sit out another year somewhere else. So uh, that that's good, and I'm sure there's plenty of people in their car or at their office or on podcasts wherever they may be that are listening to me saying this and saying, well, he'll just leave after a year and go pro. It doesn't matter. We have roster turnover regardless of how it shakes out. In which case I'd say, yeah, you know, kind of. <laughs> they're, they're, you're, I, I've got no rebuttal to that. But uh, let's get back to the text line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Uh, I don't know where we're at. Ooh, I lost it too. Oh, here we are. Why would UK? Oh, this this guy. Why would UK offer Ty Ty if Hickman was clearly better than him? Take your L, Terry, and suck it. Wow, you've got to suck it, Terry. This person, I don't think anybody in my professional career has ever hated me more than this texter. Um, obviously, in this strange, strange idea to build good rosters. Sometimes college coaches will offer multiple good players. I know it's nuts to think about that. Like where you would maybe want not only just one good player, you may want multiple good players. So I think that's what's going on here with the Washington um, offer is that they want to bring in another good player to the fold. I was incredibly complimentary of Washington. I think he's a good player and I'd like for him to be at Kentucky but Hickman, I was impressed with Hickman before he got hurt as well. So it'd be great to have both of them and see how that kind of would shake out. I, I don't know how I, – I think you could play Washington off the ball a little bit more and let him play downhill once he got the ball because you you're going to want the ball in Hickman's hands, folks. Just, just wait. Hickman's going to be a really, really nice point guard for Kentucky. Uh, people are going to like his passing ability. Now if, you get, if, now, if Washington comes to Kentucky and ends up being like – and Eric Bledsoe, because I think that's kind of a ceiling for him. He's bigger than he is. But, you know, he can use his body well, bully people, get inside, finish inside. All right, then that that could change things. But I still – and, by the way, Bledsoe played off the ball plenty as well with John Wall having the ball in his hands. Not saying that Hickman is a John Wall, but Hickman's such a good passer. He's going to find guys that are open. But uh, I like it. I like the I like the offer to Washington. I hope that Kentucky can find a way. I think he's announcing his top five, Roush, this weekend. Yeah, and I'm sure Kentucky will be on it. So they will, and I, that that timing seems kind of good. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Kentucky can win out. I, I think a lot of people thought Texas was a main option for him, but Texas brought in they brought in a couple That's guard. Yeah. yeah, they they brought in a couple guard transfers. So maybe that opens the door a little bit for Kentucky. As if Rocket Watts wasn't concerning enough, offering Ty Ty is a red flag and makes me a little concerned for next year's team. 
I, I get why it could at least say like, all right, so do they do they not think they're getting multiple awesome transfers uh, at the guard position? Right. I, I get why you would think that, but Washington would be a nice ad. Like it'd be a good freshman to add. Um, I still would want one more. I'd still want a Marcus Carr or somebody of that level. And if you didn't yeah. get that, I'd be a little bit nervous. But if, if Washington better than Watts, IMO. Right, right. And I think you, if you're under the understanding that they're going to take two more, then it's not necessarily a bad thing. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I can talk myself out of it because it me in the immediate forefront, it is kind of jumps out at you like, ooh, maybe they don't feel so confident in the portal. Um, but they, there's still room for one more, plenty of room for one more. Always one money text, in the banana stand. Always. Another texture says, we want Cal to use his scholarships and not get caught shorthanded again. If you think this Tata news is an indication that we miss on someone or Cal isn't getting who he wants, I don't know what to tell you. Lots of folks are just looking for any reason to doubt Cal or be mad. Yeah, the just how, as TJ, you said earlier, we were all snake bit last year. So we're, we're just jumpier than normal. It happens. It does happen. Uh, I thought that was a a solid text. And, and if you were to land a tie tie Washington and they ended up needing an extra year, that's fine. And then if it, guess what, if they ended up transferring, then, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, you, you want to bring in talent if you can get it and how it all shakes out. Cal generally does a pretty good job of figuring that stuff out. Better to have the pieces though than not. That was the issue with this past season. Uh, easy question into the text line, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. What would you all? What was your favorite menu item from K Layer? Obviously, the spicy chicken tenders. They were amazing. They were delicious. Couldn't have, couldn't go there enough for the spicy chicken tenders. I actually got the regular chicken tenders more than the spicy because I you'd have to use a fork really with the spicy ones. Uh, so I would just get the sauce, the buffalo sauce on the side, and dip them. Uh, but yeah, that that was the go to, and a triple cheeseburger if I wanted to change things up. Those, whoo. The grease on those things, so good. That the K layer is just awesome, man. You know that, that's really one thing they can get all these new fancy bells and whistles, and they can bring in steak and shakes, and then replace it with somewhere else because I guess steak and shake just like it's it's really hard to find operating steak and shakes nowadays. But <laughs> we we had it we had it good. Uh, we had it good mm -hmm. food wise. I don't think that they can top that. And even like you know just having Chick fil A back then at the student center that was a big deal. Oh so yeah, huge we deal. had that. You get Sabaro, uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of good, good food options that were just kind of like who doesn't love a good piece of Sabaro pizza? Um, favorite slice in New York City. Oh yeah, absolutely. Texter uh, says Bryce Thompson transferring looks like Bill Self got complacent once he got his lifetime contract. Well, uh, there you have it. Yes, absolutely. I think UNC fans think they may get Bryce Thompson, although that they have a lot of guards. So that's one area that they're actually doing all right in is the. The guard spot. Texter says, TJ, were you expecting to hear something about Keon last Friday? You mentioned it was going to be a bad news day. Not sure if you just meant Wimset or if you had heard something else. Jack Pilgrim mentioned he thought we were going to hear something on Keon that day as well. Uh, I do think we're going to – I'm surprised we haven't heard something on Keon or Mintz. That's more of just reading between the lines. But, no, it was Wimset, and I thought he was committing at five, but ended up being four, which I think was actually three his time. So – Time zones, they work kind of in a funny way. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm surprised that we haven't heard something on Mintz or Brooks. And Brooks, I've never – this is almost getting in like uncharted waters territory. We don't know if he's going pro. We don't know if he's going to Indiana. 
We don't know if he's going to Kentucky. We don't know if he plans on testing the waters. We don't know if he plans on hitting the portal. We don't know anything about him. And it doesn't seem like anybody's got any inside scoop. IU fans are just convinced that he's going there, but they also had Brad Stevens locked up six different times. So they don't know They don't know diddly squat. Brooks is shocking. Mintz, I, you know, it, it's very clear that he's choosing between another year of college or just getting his professional career started overseas. And I think that he's not going to want to come back for another year of college, but I guess nothing's official until it's official. And uh, the more confident I get about Mintz, the more likely it probably ends up that he actually ends up coming back. So at least there's that to look forward to. But Mintz, it seems easy. Like, it's just one or this. Brooks, we have no idea. He may he, he may want to go play college basketball elsewhere, Roush, and nobody's got any clue. Right, right. It's uh, it's playing the waiting game makes it fun. It's going to also make our jobs a lot easier when things really slow to a crawl in mid-May. We're going to have a random Thursday that's just filled with news, Terry. Just you wait and see, buddy. Oh, you're you're predicting it. Oh, yeah. Shooting my shot. Just like this texture shot his shot and said, Zagorowski, just to clear for the draft, no mention of a transfer or anything, but that could possibly change. This offseason could potentially go into July or later. Crazy stuff. Really could. Really could go late. Ooh, we've got a couple dev and ask you text here the kyle tucker tweet about ask is pretty dumb and i generally like kyle we should expect ask you to eventually be a good player it won't be a total disaster if he is yeah something along the lines of just like kyle thinking oh this is an interesting fit if you know it may not work out for beard if if ask you never pans out but if he does it'll be total disaster for calipari i agree with the texture like ask you's going to be a better player and someday he may be a good player somewhere like that's yeah. just how college basketball works people get better over time but i uh i wish him well hope he does hope he does well i don't, I don't think that'd be a disaster for calipari now if next year if ask unbelievable then that well, would then, be pretty surprising like yeah. i would wonder what the hell's going on here then it would be back-to-back -back years with jazang and ask you yeah but yeah a little different though because like no no it, it's different but it doesn't matter tj there like you have to take nuance out of idiots conversations when it comes to this kind of stuff and the initial reaction is just going to be west coast kids are great elsewhere back-to-back -back years after reclassifying uh? well sure but i just would think that like you'd need to investigate Chris Beard for being a wizard or something. If Devin asks you goes out and it looks anything, <laughs> anything like Johnny Jazang next year, you know, like Johnny Jazang, it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe that was there at Kentucky. He just didn't get enough opportunity. And then he did get plenty of opportunity and you saw some nice things from him, but it was more of like, Oh yeah, he's going to take a nice sophomore jump. You didn't think it was going to be a sophomore, like bouncy leap into being the best player in March madness. Ask you, it's like, can you cut down on the turnovers and make like a couple more shots? And that would be a nice like progression for him. Yeah. Uh, and as you mentioned, I mean, we, we saw ask you 30 minutes a game. I mean, yeah, you didn't get that with Johnny. <laughs> right, right, right. And there was a reason why they were pretty good. Texter says one thing I can guarantee ask you will take, we'll be doing, we'll be taking a lot of one thing I can guarantee ask you will do a lot of playing for Chris Beard there. That's easier. Take charges. Yes, uh, he'll be taking some charges. You better get used to it. Jack Pilgrim is making it sound like Adam Miller is all but a done deal, just not announced yet. Uh, that's news to me. I didn't know. Is Jack actually saying that? Because that'd be awesome. Adam Miller would be a great addition. I did not listen to sources say yesterday, but I'm sure that's where he shared it. So maybe you all should listen to it and then tell us. 
Yeah, and some, of that stu- some of that stuff is also always interesting where it's like that IU guy tweets that he's committed to Kentucky and then he deletes it. And that IU guy, like, is not a nobody. I don't think he's, like, the most yeah. reputable IU source. So it's funny how some of that stuff works, but I hope Jack's right if he actually is saying that. It would be a really – that would be a good addition. It would be a nice, solid piece to get excited about. The concern with guys like Karin Zagorowski is that when guys get a sniff of the NBA professional life, it's pretty unlikely they come back to school, which is 100% true. We know that all too well as Kentucky fans. So, uh, yeah, I don't – and Especially Roush, I think the time old, with agents and stuff too. Yeah, and, and the older we get, I think it is the harder it is for us to remember this because, like, for us, it's like go play overseas during like coming off a pandemic. Like that doesn't sound all that fun. Versus being the guy, college basketball, we we do have to like try to put ourselves back into when we were twenty two and twenty three and being like we were ready for something else, you know. And we weren't. Oh, yeah. And we didn't really have anything going for us, let alone like being a good college basketball player but i like we were just kind of you you, you're ready for something different at some point you've been going to school for 15 Mm -hmm. of your 21 years of life or however old you are uh you're or you know even longer than that really but yeah you're ready for something different it's hard to remember that as we get older but some people feel that way like Mm -hmm. if i'm mince it's no-brainer yeah i'm coming back to kentucky but easy for me to say he's like gonna be 23 and may just be sick of college basketball Ty Ty announcing his top five this weekend would seem to indicate that he got the offer he was waiting for. Uh, that must have been where I saw that he was announcing his top five this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, that's Pretty great news. Texter says, I don't think Marcus Zagorowski was clear if he was going to stay a pro in his announcement. The wording he chose, look forward to continuing to work hard, chase my dreams, and play the game I love, doesn't sound like hiring an agent to me. But he said goodbye to his college experience. Or was it strictly saying goodbye to his college experience at Creighton? Do, do, do. Who knows? <laughs> no idea. Hmm. Uh, somebody sent it in a joke. A dentist, an alcoholic, a kick returner, a legend, and a journalist walk into a bar. Sound like the start of a bad joke? Nope, it's worse than that. It's the KSR Football Podcast. Oh, wow. What a burn. Is there any way Nick can check with his old boss to get that roster knocked down to the size with it's just Roush and Freddie? They are the only two that bring anything to the table. Nevertheless, it's a great. And nevertheless, <laughs> it's great. That's from Berg Jeremy. We actually have one where it's just me and Freddie. We have like 17 football podcasts. Berg who's, Jeremy. who's a dentist? Uh, from uh, It's Doc Thompson from Justice Dental. Oh. Yeah. You know, a just, little sponsor plug. Just been hanging out with us for a couple episodes, you know, doing some stuff and things. Do you get free teeth cleanings? I, I need to. Texter says, and this is from Robert, I'm starting to panic a little bit about next year's basketball roster. Every day it seems like we're offering a new guard, each worse than the last. Well, okay, well, you're wrong about Tata. Yeah. Tata better than Rocket Watts, better than UNLV guy. And also, reaching out is not offering. We got to remember that. That, that doesn't mean that they're offering a scholarship just because they're in a group with a bunch of other teams. That's and and that's also a good point as well, Roush. But Robert, it's like I I understand where you're coming from, but I, I just you got to kind of be patient with this stuff because the NBA window is so late that it's just going to take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And it's that's been long, and like we've talked about, crumbles. we've been we've been going at it with Kentucky season. Like Kentucky's their season's been over since March 11th. So we're really only a month into it. Um, we probably 
still have a little ways to go before we know what it looks like. Texter says, I get it why it happened with Jazang because it's Kentucky and Cal and we're polarizing or whatever, but you didn't hear about Davion Mitchell sticking it to Auburn every time he made a shot in the tourney. Lots of transfers played in the tournament, and I can't recall anyone else's old school mentioned so much. Yeah, it's the Kentucky factor. That's that's just what we got to deal with as Kentucky fans. People people like to stick it to Cal and whatnot. Um, But also, you don't think of Auburn as being this great team that would have made a run in the NCAA tournament if Davion Mitchell was there. So... Whereas like Kentucky, eh, maybe so. They're usually making great runs in the tournament. So that's that's why it gets a lot of the draw. Um, and Texter says, 24-7 crystal ball to slip the weights. UK, diesel, cannon, fire, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it makes me live every time. Well, I got to run, Terry. You can wrap up this text on, though. I'm confident you can. Oh, boy. That's a lot of pressure, but you can do it. Even oh. on a bad ankle. You uh... can both read this. All right, sounds good. See we'll you later. read the text line. Yeah, I'll see you, dude. Have a good day. Nick Roush, he's going to watch uh, Keontae Goodwin play football or train or do, do something. Uh, he'll have that on Kentucky Sports Radio. A texter also asked who would win in an Oklahoma drill between Roush and I and if there was a Louisville tackle football adult league, would we play in it? Uh, probably Roush would win Oklahoma drill. He's ginormous a huge human being, and I would almost certainly not play in the tackle football league because I can't even do appraisals or play top golf without getting hurt. Uh, I'm a complete and total joke, so probably not. Texter says, Calipari has been successful with freshman guards throughout his entire time at Kentucky. Obviously, do we already read this one or not? Obviously, talent level is different to player to player, but in my opinion, the idea that UK can't go into the season with a freshman point guard is wrong. Assuming we don't land a stud transfer, give me Hickman and Ty Ty and let's roll. You know, if you have Hickman and Ty Ty and Grady and Dante Allen, again, that ain't that ain't the best backcourt, and it's near the bottom in the Calipari rankings. But I'm I'm high on Hickman. I think Washington's got a nice upside. Grady, you're just gonna have to ask out. You're gonna have to ask a lot more out of him. And uh, could he do that at the level at Kentucky? I guess we'll see. 17 points for four years at Davidson is pretty impressive. And then Dante Allen hopefully would be able to take a big leap. And then you'd need to really rely on him. It would not be ideal. I don't think that is realistically a final four backcourt, but could be – you never know. Again, you got to bring up UCLA. Teams make the final four or or have a a chance to make a final four all the time where you don't think that – if you're just looking at their roster, they're all that great. A texter says, seen a thread on Twitter about the best chrome helmets in the state of Kentucky between UK, Louisville, and Western. I like Western the best, but UK is definitely a close second. And for Justin, Indiana has some slick chrome helmets as well. I'm kind of at the point where chrome's chrome for me. And kind of a hot take, I don't dislike Louisville's chrome helmets. I think like the tinted red chrome helmets are kind of cool, if we're going to be honest. Uh, I love Kentucky's as well. And then Western kind of started it all. They were kind of the first ones to have them, or at least that looked as good as they did. But their chrome is all chrome to me. But interesting, uh, always fun to talk jerseys. Texter says, what's the scoop with Brandon Huntley Hatfield? Why did UK cut ties with his recruitment? At one point, Kentucky was the front runner, but now it looks like he'll end up at another SEC school, Tennessee. I don't know. I, I you know, I remember it almost seemed like there was kind of bad blood there, but I don't know the full story of what happened with that. Um, 
But I do, I, I agree with you. It did seem like there was one point where Kentucky was sitting pretty, and that ended up uh, obviously not coming to fruition. Sometimes with things like that, it's people in the circle that just don't see eye to eye with Cal, or Cal doesn't see eye to eye with them, and they decide to kind of go in different directions. Kentucky should try to get Ty Ty on board ASAP and then swing for the fences if slash win car withdraws from the draft. Just get everyone on campus and figure out playing time later. That's that's my thought as well. Get Ty Ty. And then I think at worst, there's still going to be another somebody's going to withdraw from the NBA draft. And then instead of going back to their school, they're going to transfer. I agree with this texture. You get Washington on board, and then whatever else you can do, you do. Uh, you, you, if you, if you want to take a shot on somebody from like the Mac that averaged 20 points per game, then you can do that. But I'd get Ty Ty on board. I'd still be recruiting Mintz back. I still think he goes, as you all know, but I'd still be working hard and hoping and trying to change his mind to come back for another year, get the full UK basketball experience. And if you have Mintz, Ty Ty, Hickman, Grady, Allen, all right, I can roll with that. that that's better if you can add Mintz to the fold there. Uh, should be interesting. I, I, I really would want Mintz to come back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Love the strategic mention of Joe Brady by Cohen yesterday in his presser. Yeah, I wish Roush was here for that. I didn't hear it. Uh, would love to, to know the reference. Texter says, list your top five transfer wish list for Kentucky basketball based on fit and need. Well, realistically, it's probably Carr one, uh, Zagorowski two, three, I would go... With Davion Mintz, that I would want him back third, fourth. I guess I'd probably go Ty Ty Washington, and then fifth. I don't know. I'd need to look into the portal to see who's even there. Um, but there, there's just an on the fly rundown for you. For the first time, Terry sounds down about next season. You told me not to panic, TJ. Now you're getting me to panic again. I'm not down on next season. I'm just saying I I get why people could be nervous about the the reaching out, and it's. I do th- agree with Roush, as he mentioned in hour number one, that like this probably is a sign that they think their options are limited in the transfer portal. Carr is still an option. He's still the, the NBA stuff that's going to take some time. They always, I still think Mintz is going. So if Mintz is going, you definitely need to add two guards. If you think you're getting Carr, you still need one other one. I don't like reaching out to Watts. I don't like reaching out to some of these other people. But Ty Ty offering him, they pro- I, again, like I said, I kind of thought they already had offered him. I would want that would be a good addition. If you got him and Carr, I think you can you can work with that. But I'm I, I like I said, when the dust settles, I still think we'll feel like Kentucky's got a final four team. That may not be till July. Could who knows? What if it's even August? You know, that's the way it was with Jamal Murray. But could be a while. I think when that time comes, we'll feel good about next season. Timmy Allen committed to Texas last night, says one texter. Another texter says, when they ultimately pick someone much worse than Aaron Rodgers, I highly recommend the Dozen Trivia Show on YouTube. It's been great throughout the pandemic. Is that what they do on Barstool? Because I've watched a few of those, and I actually do think that's a genius like trivia show. It it has been really enjoyable. Uh, The issue is they tweet it out on Periscope, and it just seems like whatever reason my computer – freezes with that periscope time and time again but uh if that's the show you're referring to i'm a big fan of it texter says so you have all going to get to play this next postseason lock transfer there and how in the world are these guys not worried about a postseason ban NCAA going to kick that down the road it's just taken a really long time and i i think that there's i think there's a decent chance like if it gets to be september then and we don't hear anything 
or it's still ongoing, then they're probably not going to implement the postseason ban middle of the year when the ruling comes down. And U of L is telling everybody that it ain't this upcoming season. Now, I would expect them to probably do the same next year as well because you're not just going to concede and hope that everybody – there's a mass exodus of players. But they they do think it's they're going to be fine to play in the 2022 tournament, and it's going to be 2023 that could be impacted. Again, I wouldn't expect them to say anything else. Uh, I don't think I commented on the lock commitment, but a nice addition. Uh, somebody said, daily reminder, this guy sucks, and it's a Damon Thayer tweet. That's always a good daily reminder. Trigger text, Terry, what's your take on Jordan versus Aaron Rodgers beep? Understand things happen, but completely cutting off family? Go. Uh, I think it's incredibly personal, like family dynamics and relationships. And I know people just kind of joke because Aaron Rodgers is super rich and a celebrity, but like it, it could very well not be Aaron Rodgers' fault in this family feud that they have. Uh, Texter says, LOL at MJ, quote, tweeting a bot account acting like people are attacking recruits. Yeah, it's kind of like a catch-22. You highlight it to show, like, hey, people need to stop doing it. But on the flip side, when you highlight it, everybody sees it, and it brings a lot more attention to it. So it is, it's whatever. Texter says, Bullity's Beast here. If I was on Jeopardy, I would tell the story about getting blasted in the beanbag and having to get ultrasound on it, or the story about hearing a radio host laughing hysterically when another radio host respectfully drops an RIP out of respect for the life of a former player. Suck it, Roush. Trevor can suck eggs in Arkansas, says the texter. Didn't realize how much the people on House of Blue hate TJ. I wasn't a member when you worked there, but these people really think Nick's ex-boss is still a good source. I've been going to bad for you on there, TJ, but I'm only one man. Oh, don't feel like you have to fight the battle. That thing's kind of snowballed into like, there were a few people when I left that were really either just didn't like me or were mad that I left to go to a competitor in KSR. And then it's kind of just grown into like, you know, if I say something controversial or something, it gets posted there. It's, it is what it is. I like the people of House of Blue, but there are people there. But thanks for fighting the good fight, buddy. Texter says, for a kid that grew up in the country over an hour, an hour from Chick-fil-A, having that and Popeye's on WKU's campus was literally life-changing, like 10 pounds life-changing. Uh, it's always fun how that stuff works. I'm really just rolling through these texts. But, yeah, uh, the food back at Kentucky 2009 to 2013 was delicious. Do you all miss the basic square cheese pizza they used to serve in grade school? Those were extremely basic but also so good. Hot take I used to have back in grade school. I preferred the cafeteria school pizza to when we'd have Papa John's Day. And we had, it was usually Papa John's. We had some other, every year, maybe a different one would sponsor the school or something like that. But uh, I thought cafeteria school pizza was great. I was a huge fan of it. John texted into the show. He says, John here, happy morning to all. It's bowling day. I can't wait to have a good three-game series. Okay, I don't hate Ty Ty at all. I don't think it's just that we may have messed on somebody but it might also be that he's going to be a darn good player and Cal can see that. I actually like Ty Ty. I'll go out on a limb and say I'd rather have him than all the others that have been mentioned. Give the guy some credit. Don't sell him short. We'll got to go talk to you later. Texter, uh, good, uh, good optimistic text, John. Good luck in your bowling series as well. Uh, I'm a pretty solid bowler myself. I would like to ha- be in a league in Louisville, but too scared to ask my friends because you come off uh, as a dork. But bowlers are not dorks. Let me be the first person to say that. Remember a few weeks ago when we were all thought Trevor gave a rat's butt about any of us? How wrong we were. Sad call. I know. Very sad. That's Trevor, though. He's a real rascal. 
we supply wrist watches for witch watchers watching witches washington wishes watched it's a good one uh good text into the show does a sponsorship cost more or less if you also become a co-host of the podcast uh, yeah i didn't know that the ksr football podcast had a dentist with it but uh that's good insight i'm sure but total this is totally off topic but whatever happened to beers with spears don't know not sure uh, Texter says 502-414-1450. At 30 years old, not a chance in hell am I volunteering to let South End Monster tackle me weekly. Uh, talking about a growing football league. Oh, texts are coming in fast and furious now. TJ and Nick on the Sources Said podcast, Coach Sisk explained that Brennan Huntley Hatfield situation about eight to nine months ago. The guy that runs his AAU team, I believe his name was Bobby Mays, is a huge Tennessee supporter. He flipped him to Tennessee using kennedy chandler to help seal the deal also there were questions about hatfield's motor and playing hard all the time gotcha uh and sisk would know that stuff he's incredibly plugged in so thanks for sending that in texter uh another texter says that matt jones take the cow was so mad at the fan base that he took it out on one of his own players dante might be bad for recruiting too do you think matt really believes that cow did that um I don't that that's a lot to digest right there. I don't even know really what you're talking about. Uh, so I don't want to why let's let's work send that back in for tomorrow's show. Maybe Roush can help me out because I don't really quite did Matt have a take that Cal was so mad at the fan base that he took it out on oh, like he didn't play Dante during the season because he was mad at the fans. Well, that's silly. Did Matt really think that? That's obviously not the case. Dante Allen started a game, had plenty of chances. Uh Texter says, TJ, I'm a bowler. I'm a Oh, gosh. TJ, I'm a bowler now in the area. would be more than willing to jump on a bowling team. All right, that's something we can look into, Mook. Uh, I think with me having a baby on the way, I should be cutting out, like, my extracurriculars. But it is what it is. A texter, but Mook, that's great. I bet we'd have a lot of fun bowling. A uh, texter says, a tutor who – okay, I'm <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> A tutor who tooted the flute tried to tutor two tutors to toot, said the two to the tutor, is it hard to toot or the tutor two tutors to toot? That's pretty fun. Uh, I think I did a pretty solid job on it. Thanks for all the texts in the show. Everybody have a good rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back at full strength tomorrow. I can't say the same for my ankle, but that'll be a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, Douglas the producer, Trevor Kelsey, the whole gang. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Dugan Ryan, we'll see you on Thursday.